Welcome to Dig In, the podcast brought to you by Dig Insights. Every week, we interview founders, marketers, and researchers from innovative brands to learn how they're approaching their role and their category in a clever way. Welcome back to this week's episode of Dig In. I am so excited to have Aaron joining us. Aaron is the Director of Consumer Insights at Tim Hortons. Um, hi, Aaron. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's uh, nice to get a chance to reconnect with you. I know we connected last year um, for another another conference opportunity, but it's always great to be able to, to chat to you and hear about your experience at Tim's. Um, for anyone who's not from the Canadian market, although I think Tim's is pretty widespread at this point, right? I was just going to say, I was just going to describe what Tim's is. Um, do you think there's anyone who doesn't know? I mean, I hope not. <laughs> Are you guys basically everywhere right now? Like where, where would like in the UK? Yeah, um, I mean, we're expanding globally. Um, we have a, a really great presence in the US now. Um, restaurants and CPG. So um, we're, we're definitely expanding. I've, even when I've traveled to other countries, people seem, seem to know who Tim, what Tim's Hortons is. So that's good. Yeah. I remember when um, I was in Glasgow once seeing a, no, it wasn't Glasgow. Um, maybe it was Edinburgh. I can't remember somewhere in Scotland and we saw a Tim Hortons um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. It was years ago. Um, and now that's probably not as novel over there. Um, but yes, so excited to have you with us, Erin. Um, in a previous conversation, we kind of chatted about what it means to be an insight-led, an insight-led business. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We'll also touch on how you approach insights work within your team, how you can set up an insights function from scratch and kind of how you um, rally internal stakeholders around a new direction. So to kick things off, um, can you tell us a little bit about your professional experience? Yeah, so um, I've always been an insight. Um, when I was in university, I went to Dalhousie and I took a sociology course in qualitative and quantitative research. And my professor said to me, you know, this is something you could do for a career. And I was like, really? So, <laughs> uh, um, so I, after university, I interned at a research company um, called Northstar in the UK office, um, which was an amazing opportunity and kind of opened my eyes to the research world. And then um, I was at McDonald's for about 11 years and researched everything that <laughs> you could possibly imagine at McDonald's. Um, after that, I went to Weston Foods because I wanted to get some CPG experience. I was there for about two years. Um, and then this amazing opportunity came up at Tim Hortons. And I realized I'm a QS girl, QSR girl at heart. So I'm, I'm happy to be back in the QSR world. You found your niche. Yes. So what's yes. your favorite thing about working at Tim's? How long have you been there now? I've been there for almost two years. Um, I think 
obviously it's so amazing working for such an iconic Canadian brand that plays such an important role in Canadians lives and um, as soon as I tell someone that I work at Tim's I love hearing their stories about what their favorite products are or their Tim's where they grew up and the connections that they had with team members there and things like that um, and I think for me, um, since I've joined, we've had a very back to basics approach, really rebuilding our foundations, launching products like our fresh cracked egg breakfast sandwiches, relaunching our dark roast coffee. And it's so gratifying for me when I'm in focus groups and I'm starting to hear that consumers are noticing um, what we're doing with this improved quality, that they're coming back to us, we're rebuilding that trust. And so it's so exciting to be part of that. And what kind of spurred on the back to basics approach? I think that um, after kind of hearing from consumers, we realized that that we weren't meeting their needs necessarily. And they were kind of looking for the Tim Hortons that they knew and loved. And so um, we had an amazing leadership team come in and, and really say, to be able to grow, we need to make sure that we have a solid foundation. And so that's what's been guiding everything that we've been doing over the past couple of years. Very cool. Um, I mean, speaking about, you know, meeting customer needs or meeting the consumer needs, I know that those are changing so much right now, um, given, you know, what we've all been through over the last, especially within the QR, QSR space yeah. over the last few years. Um, what have you kind of noticed have been some big impacts, um, maybe due to the pandemic or um, anything uh, that you've noticed is, is having a big impact on your vertical? So I think, I mean, obviously the pandemic had a huge impact on our business. I think routines are permanently changed, especially in urban centers. And, you know, people just aren't going to go back to the office. That five-day work week isn't going to happen. <laughs> people are going back maybe part-time, but they also love working at home. And I, I think before COVID, people were on autopilot. You know, they're getting on the subway or driving to work, stopping for their coffee, whatever was closest to the office, and that was it. And now we're seeing convenience is important, but it's not as important as it was. And so mm -hmm. consumers are going to go out of their way to get what they want, or they can now have it delivered at their doorstep, which means you have to have an amazing product and amazing experience that's worthy of that. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, if I think about the amount of Starbucks that I used to drink um, just because it was like so close to the office and I just grabbed one and now I'm going to like my local coffee shop um, because I'm like oh I actually prefer the taste of this coffee and I'm supporting local business um, and I have time in the mornings to do that now and I think like so many people as you said those occasions are kind of what you want from those occasions especially breakfast just is really changing yes um all right so if we focus a little bit on your experience, obviously you've done a ton of work in insights at some pretty big enterprise brands. I'm sure they had really well-established processes and budgets. Um, and in a previous conversation, you'd mentioned that uh, in a few instances, you were able to actually sort of set up insights functions from scratch. What is that process of setting up a function like this from scratch? What does that look like in a big business? Um, 
like something the size of Tim Hortons or McDonald's? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when I first joined, it's a lot of listening. So, um, especially when I joined Tim's, I talked to a lot of stakeholders and there was a lot of stuff that was working that I didn't want to lose, but I also wanted to listen and learn what are those gaps in knowledge that we need to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, what was so important for me was looking at the balance of what I call foundational research versus that tactical research. And I think before I joined Um, We were very heavy on that more short-term tactical research, Um, which is really, it's important to have budget for that, but I wanted to make sure that we were investing in that foundational research that's going to help shape our strategy, our brand, the guest experience, that we're really forward thinking and is really the foundation of everything that we do in terms of innovation, communications, and so on. And so every year as I'm setting aside my budget, I'm really looking to make sure that I have that right balance. Yeah, that's so interesting. And did that foundational research, like we were talking about going back to basics um, for the business, did that process happen at the same time? So you know, creating um, some more foundational research or foundational insights that you could socialize around the business. Did that happen, um, I guess, because of the switch to back to basics or did it happen um, after the switch? I'm just wondering what that process looks like. I think it was both. I think that there's this true desire to be um, a guest-led company. And so I think to do that, we really have to know our consumers, their needs, their tensions, what motivates them um, at an emotional and functional level and and those occasions. And I also think it's about um, defining what we stand for as a brand, but also for each of our day parts. And so we want to really stand for something in the eyes of the consumer. And so having that foundational research to help guide that is so important. True. And in terms of like the breakdown now that you've revisited the tactical or more sort of short-term research versus the foundational stuff, like what's the breakdown in terms of maybe it's not effort, but maybe it's like budget, like is the tactical, you know, significantly more of your budget now? Is it, um, is it more the foundational side? I'd be so curious how that breaks down. It, de- it really depends on the year. So let's say in, pro- in 2021, I pro- it was probably more 40% foundational. This year, we're probably closer to 50 because um, we're actually doing a guest journey this year that was really spearheaded um, by leadership. My, my leader, Hope Bagazi, she's the CMO and um, it was so important for her to really look at the guest experience. And so that's something obviously that's not an inexpensive. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that we really invested in this year. So it, it really depends on the year and the needs of the business, but I never want it to be kind of 10%, 90%, 10% foundational, like 90%, but it's going to change depending on the needs of the business every year. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so when it comes to, Okay, so you've established this insights function. How do you make sure that it's growing at pace with the business um, or it's growing sort of in a scalable way? What are some measures that you put in place to make that that work? 
Yeah. So when, when I first joined Tim's, I spent a lot of time building the vision for the insights team. So what was so important to me is that I wanted us to be business leaders rather than a support function who just kind of delivers facts and reports. And as I said, I, I wanted us to support the company's vision of truly being a guest led brand. So I spent a lot of time evolving the research process with the ultimate goal of saying, you know, we want to create certainty for the business. So um, we, and with that comes that we're going to launch the most relevant products possible. And we're going to answer kind of all the whys of why something is happening. So then we could be even better in the future. And so I was really lucky to have the support of um, Hope, who's my boss, and she really believed in that vision. And so to support that vision, I needed headcount for that (laughs) and I needed budget to support it. And so um, I think that we've really proven ourselves over the the last couple of years. So to be honest, it, it hasn't been a huge challenge to kind of convince the business that we need a team to support this process and um, we need the budget to, to support the type of research that we need to make sure that we have this long-term growth. It sounds like, especially, I mean, I keep going back to that initial um, piece you mentioned around like back to basics and wanting to do foundational research. It sounds like the insights work is really being led by like such a strong business plan. So I'm sure that that helps when it comes to proving the ROI or the need to grow something. Um, that's really cool. That's really cool to see. Um, okay. So Tim specifically, how did they approach insights work in maybe like a unique way? So something that you haven't seen in other places that you've worked. So I think, I mean, it is unique because surprisingly not every business does this, but we always try to really start with the consumer, um, what motivates them, what makes them tick, and then of course, what's the tension and need that we're filling. And so when we're thinking of new innovation, that's what we're really thinking of. What what is that tension or need that this new innovation should fill? And so actually every company doesn't do that. So I think that's that's probably um, pretty unique to Tim's. And then of course, we wanna make sure that, just because this tension exists doesn't mean that it's the right fit for our brand. So we're always having that lens as well to say, yeah, this tension exists or this opportunity exists or this white space exists, but does it fit for us? And does it make sense coming from us? And so that's, that's the lens that we always try to have. How do you define if it makes sense for, for you? So I think that we always, in research, we're really questioning consumers with, does Tim's have the right to play here? And I think that sometimes consumers are gonna say no, because it's so far of a stretch, but that means we have to take them on that journey, right? And so we're always thinking in the long-term of like, what's the journey that we're gonna take consumers on? And so what um, are we doing to build off each other? So for example, um, we relaunched dark roast, which meant we, it gave us permission to relaunch espresso and be, um, credible in espresso, but had we not relaunched dark roast, then I think, con- and we just came to consumers with espresso, they probably would have been like, oh, that doesn't make sense. So we're really thinking about the journey that we're taking them on. 
no, that, that makes total sense. Um, I'm just trying to think of any, like I keep seeing the Justin Bieber collaboration. <laughs> um, that's been really interesting. I mean, yeah. I, it makes, it makes total sense, right? He's like, so Canadian through and through very well known for being Canadian. Tim's is obviously a very iconic Canadian brand. Um, is that something that you would have tested or is that kind of like where you, you know, where you want to go as a business and you want to, um, incorporate more sort of collaborations like that. So you kind of trust your instincts about where the brand should go. Um, do you, do you test things like that? Um, when you're coming up with, uh, yeah, potential collaborations. So in this case, it felt it was a little bit more organic yeah. in that um, I think what works so well about this collaboration is that um, he is a true lover of Tim's, right? And so it actually started with him tweeting saying, oh. hey, Tim's, I want this, <laughs> Tim's, I want this. And whenever he was in Ontario, we would see see him holding Tim's walking with Haley Bieber. And so it came from a truly authentic so place. Cool. Um, and which I think is unlike other kind of collaborations that QSRs have had. I think that's why consumers have responded to it so well. And, and I think what this does is that it brings consumers closer to one of their favorite Canadian celebrities in a new way that they haven't been able to do before. And so I think that's what makes it so exciting. And so we did do a little bit of research to understand, you know, um, what are the right products that fit with Justin? Um, but obviously the products were driven by him and what he loves. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's been a huge hit. Everyone is yeah. loving it. Um, I have tried the Timbits. They're very good. They're awesome. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> okay. So I've only got a couple, couple more questions. Um, the first one being, this one's really about sort of setting up that insights function and then kind of getting your internal stakeholders on board um, for like our, you know, the, the direction that the business is going in the direction that the insights team is going. How do you, how do you do that? How do you get people on board and, um, get people sort of aligned in, in the way that they're thinking about how research can play a role within the business? Yeah, I think that, I mean, as I said earlier, our whole job is to create certainty for the business, which essentially everyone wants. So, um, I think though that, what has to happen is we have to build those relationships with our stakeholders, really understanding what keeps them up at night, where do they want the business to go, and ultimately showing them that by working with us, we're making your life easier and we're helping you make um, right. easier business decisions. And I think, you know, after a couple of examples of that, um, it's easy to get your stakeholders on board, but it's it's really having that relationship with them and and constantly checking in to understand really what do they need, what do they need to to grow their business, and I think by doing that too, you're able to bring forward ideas and methodologies and things like that that they didn't even know that they needed that again make their life easier and and just help make them more successful. So cool. Amazing. Thank you so much, Erin. Um, we have a new section within Diggin. 
um, where we're going to ask you, we're going to ask each person who joins us um, four very similar questions. Um, and they all relate to the fact that you're an insights person. So um, please bear with me. This is the first time we're doing this. We're calling it our rapid fire question section. Okay. Uh, question number one, if you gained two times your budget tomorrow, what would you spend it on? I would finish all my need states for every category because I've been doing it slowly over the past couple of years. I would do a lot more ethnographies to get to know our consumers. We just relaunched our consumer segmentation. And so we are doing some qualitative with them, but I would love to do ethnographies across the country where we would really kind of get to know what makes them tick, what are their lives like. Um, I think I would also do a lot more brand research to just check in to say how are consumers feeling about the brand. And I mean, we get that from our brand tracking, but I would I would love to do it more kind of in focus group style to get those sound bites because I, I think that helps inspire the organization. And so I will I will eventually do all of that, but um, I would do it all at once for sure. I love that. And then a worse a worse version of this question or a worse uh, potential state is if you lost half of your budget tomorrow, what do you think you'd give up? I mean, I think I would do the same split in terms of foundational and more tactical research, but I think I would make the most of my tactical research. And so, you know, I think we're lucky that we have a pretty healthy budget. And so we'll do um, idea testing throughout the year a couple of times. And so, but I think that there's ways to kind of maximize each of those studies to say like, let's put in more ideas. Can we test claims in those studies? Um, do we test more concepts at one time just so we get our bang for our buck? when we are doing that type of research. So that's what I would probably do. And I, I have to do often. I mean, I don't lose half my budget, but I think everyone is trying to make their budget stretch as much as it can. Yeah, that's definitely something that we've heard kind of across the board um, over the last few years. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. Okay, what is the coolest QSR, quick serve restaurant for anyone who isn't familiar with the acronym, um, the coolest QSR innovation you've seen in the last 12 months? I mean, it has to be Tim Veeves. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Anything else that you that you really like that you've seen? I mean, from from us as well. Um, we launched Quenchers last year, which um, I think was a really insight-driven product with consumer saying, you know, I want something a little bit more refreshing from QSR, but also something that I can feel good about that's also super accessible. And so um, I think that was a really strong product launch from us that, that again, was really insight driven. Cool. And finally, what is the most important skill for any insights pro to have in their toolkit right now? Um, I think that <laughs> the consumers behaviors what they're doing is just changing so quickly more than ever before and so I think in the past we would do studies and then that would be kind of what it was for years we would say this is what consumers do this is you know this is this need state this is this consumer segment this insight is is true and it's long lasting I actually don't think 
that's true anymore. And so we have to be a lot more forward thinking because consumers are changing so quickly and their needs are changing so quickly, their behaviors are changing so quickly. And so I think we have to be more forward thinking and we have to bring um, those macro trends that are really shaping those behaviors more to the forefront in the, the organization. Awesome. Erin, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us this, this week. Um, and yeah, anyone who hasn't, go try Tim Beebs. They're great. <laughs> yes, get Beebs fruits. Delicious. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week. Find us on LinkedIn at Dig Insights. And don't forget to hit subscribe for a weekly dose of fresh content.